Hey guys, welcome back to the Well Said Podcast, where we are talking about following Jesus in an anxious post-Christian culture. My name is Andre, and I'm one of the pastors at Living Word Bible Church in Ferndale, Washington. And I'm here with my wife, Leah, and we are here again to just discuss some practical discipleship life issues. How's it going, babe? Pretty good. For those of you guys wondering, obviously, the Well Said Podcast is not dead. <laughs> it is alive. Um, Slowly. It's, it's still going to be happening. If, if people are asking, it's just something that we do with the opportunities we have in our life. And this is not done in a perfect podcasting studio, just for you guys to know. If you hear a kid in the background, we record in the coziness of our own home and, yep. and our lifestyle. <laughs> so anyways, today's topic is a very interesting one that we've wanted to talk about for a while, but haven't really had an opportunity. And that is, uh, how do we respond when people are going through difficult things? How do we relate to people going through painful, maybe complicated life seasons? You know, that's, I think it's one of the most um, difficult things because we are often uncomfortable. Uh, we get awkward. Um, we don't know how to respond to people in pain. We don't know how right. to be personal, you know? Yeah, I think it's one of those things that people mean well. We, we as the body of Christ, we want to love people well, but when it comes to things that are very difficult, you know, not just like the day-to-day -day struggles, but like painful life painful, events, tragedy, like divorce or losing a child or cancer or having a parent die, um, those really difficult things, um, when one of our members or our friends walks through that, um, I guess we want to talk about what, what are some things we could say because I think a lot of times we're at a loss because we want to be compassionate, we want to be kind, but we just don't know. And because we don't know, we push away because right. we can't handle the discomfort and we don't want to make the suffering person uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. So I think uh, one great way to kick this off is with the example you recently mentioned when we were talking today about a friend who is not in our church or in our city, but has had a very an experience that highlights the challenge of this topic. Yeah, and I've I've heard this quite a bit. That's why I wanted to do this podcast because I feel like it's very common in the church. It's something we all struggle with. It's not just like one person's problem. We all, as a church, are not very good at this. And I was just talking to a friend who lives across the country, and she, um, about five years ago, she lost her child, and a really painful painful thing to go through and um you know and i i was asking her about her experience and she said one of the prominent things that it was at the time was just awkward huh. and that's just it just hit me like that's the last thing it should be but she was like and she didn't say it out of bitterness she's like i completely understand because one day i was in that position where someone else lost a child and i just just didn't know what to say so i totally understand where people are coming from but when you're in that position and when you come to church and people not out of bitterness, but they're avoiding you. <laughs> she said it's like parting the Red Sea as you're walking down the aisle to your seat. People kind of turn away wow. because they're uncomfortable. They don't know what to say. They don't want to approach you because what if you burst into tears? They don't want to ask how you're doing because you're obviously not doing okay. But they don't know what else to say, so they avoid. Um, and that's a very... I think is a very common experience yeah, for all sucks. of us. And it's just like, it was so painful to hear that in her hardest times, majority of the church um, was uncomfortable. And I think we are 
as people uncomfortable with other people's pain. Yeah. It's very hard for us, not because we are heartless or not compassionate. I don't I want to make that distinction because I think most Christians do want to show some kind of support. They yeah. just don't know how. They don't I, they can't find the words. I think it's I mean, I don't think this is probably a problem in every single culture if you look I think it, might it be also a cultural thing that it's we're so like individualistic? Right. Yeah, we're so individualistic. We don't regularly enter into other people's pain and grief and experiences. And so we are not good at it. Yeah. You know, um, other cultures mourn and suffer in a much healthier way. Right. And they show solidarity, you know, yeah. but we're, we're often very uncomfortable. And it's so sad because what happens is this person is going through something very hard and yet the whole situation turns out about you and how awkward you feel about it. It's like, this is ridiculous. We need to learn in very simple ways to be able to have the courage and the confidence to come close to people, to touch people, to express sympathy, you know, to and sit to, with them in their yeah, pain. Yeah, to sit with them in their pain, I think. And sometimes you're not a friend. Sometimes you're just like a distant person. You're just a, a member of their church and it's someone not close to you in proximity, but they have suffered some kind of loss or are going through cancer or yeah. something. And again, that you know, obviously you're not going to sit with them in their pain in the same sense that their best friend will. Yeah. But I think we are all part of the same body. So if they're hurting, we're hurting. And I think learning how to communicate, hey, I'm hurting with you. Your burden is my burden. I'm thinking about you constantly and I'm praying about you. Um, communicating that in some kind of way uh -huh. is what we need to learn to get good at and also becoming comfortable with the discomfort of uh -huh. other people's messy emotion. I think maybe that's the Western side of our um, churches that we, well, death isn't, super prevalent people are not constantly dying and so we're very uncomfortable they are with constantly it. dying they are constantly we're just dying, not seeing it but it's more neat and tidy we're here not, we're, you know um mourning is kind of not something you do in public you don't you don't grieve in public yeah. you you put that away you, you keep it hidden and i think there should be a place a space in our churches in our relationships where people can feel welcome to have all those ugly messy emotions of fear and and grief and shame and whatever else that may come and they feel like safe to do that right um and again that's not going to happen on a worship service right it's it, it's not going to happen in these moments where people are passing you by before service starts and asking how are you and i think that's what we want to talk about how can we show love in those little moments of before church after church at a church potluck where you want to extend a hand but you're just uncomfortable and you don't know how to do it mm -hmm. i think that's what we want to do today just to kind of give some practical well, and advice yeah, and just like we're not like some experts in this area in grief or anything. I think this is just us trying to throw out some suggestions that we've found helpful, right? Yeah, to get it's people just, it's thinking, we're learning. To like, get people going. Yeah. And, and if nothing else, maybe this episode encourages you to dig deeper and learn more. Yeah. L look up some good podcasts or resources about grief in the church and love and expressing compassion learn more from people who are counselors and stuff but this is a way to get you kind of started so let's start with like i mean what not to do what are some common things people yeah. do that they shouldn't do right i think um just a few that come to mind again well-meaning people a lot of the time but um say it's someone suffered a miscarriage and that's very common and it doesn't make it any less difficult or painful for the mother who has lost her baby in the womb uh -huh. um you know starting to 
say like oh asking the why i think that's very painful and uncomfortable yeah. and people are like oh maybe you were just stressed. start investigating maybe you were stressed maybe you should stop working out maybe that's what caused your miscarriage maybe you're not eating enough you know and basically all these, giving advice well not even giving advice but asking them to question that it's maybe it's their own fault rather yeah. than like god is sovereign and he allows pain into our life like it's not your job to come up to somebody and to start investigating the deep causes why this happened, right. especially not in a public setting. And whether it's a miscarriage, whether it's a disease they just got, whether it's a spouse that's being unfaithful or a marriage that's ending or death of a parent too early, yeah. like all the painful things that we see our friends going through, it's never helpful to start asking why. Yeah. Because that inevitably then puts blame on the victim or the person suffering. And it makes them feel like somehow they contributed to this trial that they're yeah. suffering. And, yeah. and I think that happens often and we should Just be, always yeah, avoid. I, there, this is a very important clarification. Just because you feel like you need to say something doesn't mean you should. Right. Sometimes out of the maybe we think it's a good motive like i just need to be honest like i have this thought maybe this person had this happened because of this like stop okay when someone is in pain the role of investigating the deeper reasons that role is very very personal and very um intimate mm -hmm. and the people or person who has the honor of digging deeper into a person's pain with them is a person who has deeply earned that other suffering person's trust. It's yeah. ha it happens in a very personal setting. Mm -hmm. It happens when that person who is suffering discloses it to you, right? Yeah. It is not all of the rest of our job to come up to people and to ask them why and to offer reasons why we think this happened. This And, and I think, again, don't get, I, I don't get too started on this, but like, this highlights that, you know, Christians can say very foolish and extremely painful things to each other. Yeah. Out of the naive motives of their heart. Yeah, right. But when people are hurting, you need to be very careful about what you say. Yeah. And I think this leads to the next point because people are are afraid of what they don't want to hurt they don't want to cause more damage so they just want to be loving and supporting and so they can't find the words therefore they avoid because to them that's better than saying something really hurtful like and i i get the heart of that i've been in that position myself and i think that's very understandable um another thing i think we should always avoid like you know there's different different kind of trials people go through you know say it's a miscarriage and a lot of the times mothers hear like well that's okay you'll have more children as if the one child they <laughs> lost it doesn't matter it yeah. can be replaced i think those and it, it's it's a person like i understand I, i'm sure i've even said that myself it's when you're trying to make um a positive outcome like mm -hmm. you're trying to see the positive you're trying to encourage yeah and i think a lot of times it is a it the intentions are correct they're they're good but it doesn't come across like that to the mother who's grieving the yeah. child she lost you know and yeah. i think we just have to be really like prayerfully thoughtful of the words we even the encouragement we try to give right. because it can be just like the opposite of, of helpful right yeah specific encouragement is often again again you, if you are not deeply acquainted with this person's life it is probably not your job to talk about very specific kinds of encouragement 
we can always resort to a very general types of encouragement that are true. You know for sure. What, what do you know for sure? The Lord is with you. The Lord loves us. God is, God is present in our suffering, even though, you know, like those kind of biblical basic statements of affirmation of God's grace and goodness and um, God's compassion. God's promises. Like God's we call promises. God's promises like God's that, mercy. You know, if you lose a, someone you love to death, you know, you can always say, if they died in Christ, like you will see them again. They are in a better place. Like those kind of things, like they're with Jesus now. Yeah. Those are comforting because we know them to be true. Right. And there's no guesswork in that. Um, but other than that, or, you know, God will use this for your good. Yeah. God is using as painful, all things for good. As God wastes nothing. This pain will never be wasted. Those kind of promises that come from scripture that are definitely true. I think are good and to again, say. And again, I still think you, even when you say those things, you have to be careful because when someone's hurting, for you to just hand out, hand out advice, you know, right. trust yeah. God. You right. have no idea the depth of pain they're experiencing. And yeah. you throw out biblical advice as if it's the simple thing. Um, another thing I think people sometimes want to say is, you know, it's, it's, it's just a variety of, positive things that they try to to give like well you know at least you have other children or hey you, you still have your other parent alive or god has blessed you you should see the children yeah you do look on have. the bright side the pollyanna approach um yeah and it's and i see the heart behind that because sometimes we do need some positivity sometimes people deep in their sorrow do need to see the bright side of things but i think in the general day-to-day -day sunday passing a person who's hurting in the hallway i think Again, you're minimizing the pain. Don't minimize saying, the pain. Well, at least you have this other thing or this don't, other person. Don't be overly positive in the sense that don't start pointing out, well, at least yeah. all these things are, hey, yeah. focus on this. I think the best thing, especially when it's still raw, mm -hmm. I guess we can start talking about like just some things that are good to say. I yeah. think it's if you start with the right posture of um, affirmation of pain, um, affirmation of their um, position that they're in and how extremely difficult yeah. It must be. Yeah. I think that's always a good, safe thing to to say. Mm -hmm. If you have a few minutes with someone in the hall after church, um, say things like, I'm hurting with you. I've yeah. been thinking about you. The classic, I'm praying for you, like that is encouraging. Even yeah. if it's if even if that's all you can say, it's yeah. something. It's better than nothing. It's better than avoiding that person. Yeah. Say, I'm so sorry you're going through this. I'm sure it's so hard. Um those kind of things like God is with you. I hope he's your comfort. Like just a general acknowledgement of they are going through something extremely hard. And we are as a church um, in our thoughts and our prayers are thinking and praying about this person. If mm -hmm. you're not very close to them, I think that's a great way um, to communicate your love. Right. Yeah. And I think the thing is behind this, I think our deep discomfort is again, it's like an emotive culture where we have this, well, emotions kind of determine truth and um, negative emotions means something's wrong mm -hmm. or, or negative emotions are to be avoided. Whereas the biblical picture is that evil and painful things are to be grieved over and this is healthy. We mm -hmm. should not skip over grief. I mean, it's a whole separate topic about like learning to grieve and learning to lament as Christians. This is a lost art. And this right. is maybe why so many Christians are so like weird about all this stuff because as as 
as Christians, we don't know how to lament. Mm -hmm. We don't know how to confess sin. We don't know how to ache and Mm -hmm. be broken over things because biblically speaking, it is good to feel negative emotions Mm -hmm. for things that warrant negative emotions. And, you know, Proverbs says sometimes it's better to go to the house of of mourning Mourning than a house of feasting. You know, uh, weep with those who weep. Uh, you know, rejoice with those who rejoice. The New Testament is constantly, especially calling the community of saints to be walking in solidarity together, to be bearing one another's burdens. Mm -hmm. That is a negative experience, bearing one another's burdens, you know, Paul says in Galatians. So we have to rewire our thinking about grief and pain and lament and realize these things are good and healthy and we must learn to walk through them together as a community. And when you see someone in pain, you must expect you're gonna have these feelings of discomfort, but you have to push through those and walk through those and learn to even reach out, you know, put a hand on their shoulder, say, hey, I'm thinking about you. Just like I see you, I see you here. I'm praying for you. Good to see you at church, Um, keep coming. I'm so sorry, this is really hard. Yeah. Just to say, this is so hard. Yeah. I, I can't imagine how much that, uh, how much, how mm-hmm. difficult this must be. Right. You know, I'm praying for you. You're affirming the pain, and you're sitting in that pain with them. And we need to, first of all, acknowledge that that is a healthy experience, because that teaches us all the reality of brokenness. It humbles all of us, because mm-hmm. we can't just throw out past solutions to everything in life. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we don't have answers. Yeah. Sometimes. The answer is to sit silently and wait upon the Lord together. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because if you think about Job and you think about the whole story and how he, God said, have you seen my servant Job? And this, the devil was like, oh, well, you've blessed him. He's like, okay. You know, he took everything away and he, he walked him through this extremely difficult time. Not because of his sin, not because of yeah, he didn't some know. consequence. It's just like because he's God and he can and well, he does. Well, there's a whole drama. And then his friends, coming, you know, on. what his friends say. Here's an example of what not to do, you know, in the Bible. And um, don't be like Job's friends who start saying, oh, like, maybe this is why or maybe this is why or you're a sinner and this is like that's unhelpful to, to, to give them credit they did sit silently with him for that's seven true. days you know that was the best go. part of what they did they sat silently with him within the ashes for seven right. days and, and then I think they that spoke. was the culture that yeah. was the culture of like and i think in a lot of cultures they do that they just yeah. no matter who if you don't know this person if they're in your village you go and you mourn together yeah. i think that's there's something to be said about that i think yeah. it's even the way we do funerals it's a little too neat and tidy like well I, and I, I think this highlights this um what you highlighted about the friend and a lot of things what we're saying, what we want to do when people are in pain is to be close to them, to be with them. Right. To show them that they are not alone. Yeah. Right. The body of Christ suffers together. And if nothing else, we sit that with them in their pain. Right. And to say, you know what? I am your brother or sister mm-hmm. in Jesus we carry this thing together. Yeah. I, I'm not running away from you. I'm mm-hmm. not running away from this. And how you express that, you're going to find different ways to express that. Yeah. Maybe a text message through the week yeah. when you see somebody at church giving them a hug, saying an affirming word. Mm-hmm. I don't know, coming over and being with them. Yeah. I, whatever, whatever that is, what, what we're trying to do is communicate that I am here, I am with you. And, and it is through that kind of love that Jesus is ministering to the hurting. Right? How does Jesus minister to his people in pain? It is through his people also. 
you know, through the word, through the Holy Spirit, but Mm -hmm. also through the body of Christ, through other physical bodies Mm -hmm. that gather around you in Mm -hmm. pain and say, I'm here with you. Right. You know, I think one thing I've noticed that we often think too much about how we feel when someone's Mm -hmm. suffering. Um, When someone is someone you love has gone through something extremely difficult and we're so unsure of what to say and we're so uncomfortable with that that we just don't say anything or just leave them alone and i've from what i've heard maybe there are people who just truly need some space and just want to be with just their husband or wife grieving as a family unit but it seems like the overwhelming majority of people when they are left in isolation that just adds pain to pain because they feel alone and they feel like where are my friends they're not even reaching out to me i know they know what i've gone through yeah but how come nobody's Um, asking me the biggest issue isn't thinking so much about oh but what if i say this it'll be hurtful what if i i just don't know i just don't know i don't want to add pain i think just do the bare minimum like hey i'm praying like it's better to do something than to do nothing just i think that's the over but also like what we to do something but not to do the some things that we said earlier right where you're trying to come in there you're trying to investigate the causes no. you're trying to help them see why this happened yeah you know? yeah and i think people sometimes are like oh you know someone lost a child and now they they feel like they can't come over with their own children because that there are children will make them think of their child that they lost and so i'm not going to ever come over with my children because you know it don't overthink it that way i think yeah. just people are a little bit too much in their head about it and it's a little bit like stop thinking so much about yourself and think about yeah. And your discomfort and just become comfortable. What if the person does burst into tears at church? Like That's okay too. That's Give them okay. a hug and be with them. Just Don't be scared. Yeah. With them. Don't be awkward. And I know how it can feel awkward. I know it's hard. But that per- that learning to sit in that awkwardness of pain and loss and grief and be with someone, it's, it's a very beautiful thing. And it's what we're called to do as a church. And I think we're not very good at that and we just and, we have to get better we just and, have and to and one of the ways we get better is just through practice i think like for me like this was a big th- i am by no means an expert here but um something that really helped me as a pastor was actually being a nurse and my last stretch of being a nurse i was working in home health and home health is very personal you come into somebody's house you talk to them about their health and a lot of times it's very sad conversations like hey this is gonna kill me eventually you know like right right really sad depressing types of conversations and as being a nurse but also being a christian and being a pastor at that time and trying to navigate that okay well i can't just preach at them right now because um i'm a nurse i'm here as a nurse but i am also here as a as a human being and so how can i just mirror their pain be, right. be, 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 be comfortable with being here, hearing their bad news. Um, being touched And just by saying it. stuff like, I'm really sorry, that sounds really difficult. Is, you know, and, and, and learning to just be present, right. you know, right. learning to express care, learning to maybe, is there anything, and this is a question maybe, I don't know, is there anything I can do Sometimes that question is appropriate. Sometimes that question puts even more burden, you were I, saying. I personally think my experience, when you ask someone going through a really hard time if there's anything you can do, most people, most humans will not be like, well, hey, I actually do need your help with the laundry. Like, yeah, it just adds more burden of like, yeah. well, here I am. You tell me how I can help you. You figure right, out where right. in your life 
I think that question is more for like the closest people. Yeah, just um, if you want to help somebody, reach out to people who are close to them and right. say, how can we help this it's person? It's not a bad question. It comes from a good place. I don't think it's wrong to ask like, how can we help? But like, I think it's better to be more specific. Like, hey, on Wednesday night this week, I will be bringing you dinner. I just want you to have a heads up. Don't be like, hey, is there any time I can bring you dinner? No one's going to feel comfortable yeah. being like, yeah, actually, that would be great. Like, what about just offer specifics or like, hey, what day this week can I watch your kids so you can get a break? Um, something like that. Like, yeah. what day this week would you like to come over so I can just ha- make you some dinner and just fellowship together? What about saying something like, um, please let me know if there's anything I can do? Yeah, you're not asking, you're not right. putting any burden, but yeah. you're also saying, Hey, my door is open. Yeah, I like, think that's great. Feel free just to invite them, but to not put that burden. Put the burden and yeah. say, "Feel free. Yeah. Please let me know yeah. if there's anything we I want can do. I'm help. here. I want to help." Yeah, that's that's a, a more neutral. That's just yeah. It, it's a, it's a, just a heart. It's a posture of like we love you. We we see you and we want to help in any way we possibly can. So like even if they never reach out, be like we are totally willing and wanting to help you if you ever have the need. I think just the other aspect is just presence. I think as a church, um, something that I hated doing growing up was going to funerals because my mom always made us. Like us younger siblings, Hmm. she would force us to go and we would complain the whole way over. We hated it. It was some grandma we didn't know. We never spoke to her. But my mom was like, no, this is so important. Mm -hmm. And now as an adult, I see the value of that. Mm -hmm. I'm so thankful my mom made me do that. And she always said, you'll grow up and you'll thank me. And I was like, I hate this so much because it's just sadness and of a person I don't even know. But you know, as a church, if someone passes away and you don't even know them, maybe you like spoke to them once in your life, showing up to their funeral, to their memorial service. It is such a comfort to the family to have a massive turnout or yeah. like, or a prayer meeting. like in our church, we just recently had some really hard news of one of, uh, you know, a daughter of one of our families got diagnosed with cancer and just like the massive turnout at the prayer meeting, like people who don't really know them that well, but just like, this is our church. We are hurting together. We're going to pray. We're going to cry out to the Lord together. Yeah. I think making that effort to, if someone loses someone or is going through something extremely hard, just to show up to whatever the service is, to whatever the prayer event is, to whatever the funeral is, just to be there is yeah. still so encouraging to the people going through it. I know yeah. that for sure. And even, you know, if it's a stranger, be like, I'm so sorry for your loss. You know, yeah. I'm so sorry. That that alone, I think we just got to be better at learning to make that normal and it's not weird or awkward even if you feel awkward just take that step take that one step of overcoming that awkwardness or being just if you're awkward just do it awkward yeah be awkward about it but do it anyway because yeah. we're called to love and it's not always gonna but the more you do it the smooth. more comfortable you will feel because you once you enter into a person's pain i think it is in that moment when you break through that you realize, gosh, I'm so stupid. This is not about my discomfort. This right. is about this person. Yeah. There's a principle that has been so powerful for me. In First John, he says, you know, there's no fear in love, but for perfect love casts out fear. Yeah. And like this principle for me that has been very instrumental. Like when you're afraid, it's probably because you're being selfish. Yeah. And when you just take the lens off of yourself, and look at the other person. Allow yourself to take them in. Yeah. You, your heart usually swells with compassion mm-hmm. and a desire to run in there and to help. Yeah. And you forget your discomfort. Right. right. And that's what we need to do, learn. We need to learn to do. You yeah. know, love One, will make you forget your discomfort yeah, and yeah, think and, of and, the other person's pain. Yeah. And 
maybe one final point is that I think we people tend to respond really, really, uh, you know, at, at first a lot, but then fall away and forget and, and people are left in their pain and the person in pain is kind of left hanging and uh, like alone. And I think that that's another final point is that learn to walk people through the long haul. It doesn't have to be massive, dramatic things, but simple affirmations, simple reminders, simple texts and, and a word that says I'm praying for you. Um, I think is huge, you know, so right. one final point that we could add is also just to be mindful of the weight of the questions we've asked. Uh, one question that oftentimes maybe we don't think of as a loaded question, but is for, you know, for people going through difficult things is the question, how are you? People are not always prepared to uh, unpack the depth of what they're going through in a casual, quick situation in public right so being mindful of the fact that 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 question can actually be um more burden than it is comfort i think more specific questions can be like you know how's your kids how's this how's this maybe specific things that shed light on the fact that they do have a life outside of their pain Uh, and being mindful of the fact that not every opportunity we see somebody is the correct time to be diving deep into the most challenging aspects of their life those are the moments to see someone to affirm them to encourage them uh, to be present so hopefully guys this is just kind of a sampling to get us started thinking about a subject that many of us don't think about enough and the church needs to be better at loving people in pain so hopefully Again, by no means is this an expert list or an exhaustive list, but it gets us thinking in the right direction. It gets us thinking as the body of Christ, you know, feeling what the whole body feels, learning to live and experience the pain and the trials and the joys of life together as one community. If you found this helpful, let us know what you guys think. If you have any questions or follow-up comments, we're over on Instagram. Usually that's the place we're most active on the Well Said podcast on Instagram. And uh, share it with a friend. Let, let somebody know that this might be a helpful resource to them. And if you have a moment, leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening that helps other people find the show. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you guys again soon.